Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello, my dears. It is September 1st as I record. So while others might be turning their thoughts toward pumpkin spice lattes and sweaters and things like that, I'm thinking of fall poetry. And the poem I have for you today is one of my very favorites. It's called End of Summer by Stanley Kunitz. So I think of this poem every year when the garden gets crispy and brown and the sunflowers start fainting and falling over and looking like skeletons and my tan turns gray and rubs off. Just all of these summer things seem to be deteriorating to make room for what comes next. I'll start right by reading it and then I'll get into some of the things I so love. This is how it goes. End of Summer by Stanley Kunitz. An agitation of the air, a perturbation of the light, admonished me the unloved year would turn on its hinge that night. I stood in the disenchanted field amid the stubble and the stones, amazed while a small worm lisped to me the song of my marrow bones. Blue poured into summer blue, a hawk broke from his cloudless tower, the roof of the silo blazed, and I knew that part of my life was over. Already the iron door of the north clangs open. Birds, leaves, snows, order their populations forth, and a cruel wind blows. Is that not rad? This poem smacked me upside the face when I first read it. And it was only a couple years ago, so it was a new love of mine. I knew instantly that it had to be mine and I memorized it and have said it to the kids and made them learn it. And um, they love when I say it really, really dramatically, (laughs) which I also do driving around in my car by myself. It lends itself to a lot of roaring and dramatic interpretation. I won't do that today. But I don't know if you remember in episode one, I was talking about Jane Kenyon's one-syllable, solid, rooted, Germanic, nouny words that she uses, and I said, um, as an example of a longer Latinate word, I said perturbation would be showing up in a poem, and this is the day. This is the poem I was thinking of when I said that. But one thing I think made this poem catch catch my attention so strongly and wonderfully as it did, is him mixing together those two types of words. There are plenty of words like year, night, air, birds, leaves, snows, tower. And when I looked those up, sure enough, those did have Germanic roots. But we also have in here agitation, perturbation, admonished. Disenchanted was actually from French. I thought that was kind of fun. But A lot of those longer syllable words came from Latin, and they're just kind of jammed in there together with the solid unisyllabic words. And the two together, I think, are what make this the most incredible end of summer, early fall poem. 
Because don't you feel that when you're outside and the breeze at night is a little cooler than you felt and kind of swirly? There's so much around you that you can call by its name. It's a breeze. It's night. There's a star. But there's also feelings mixed together that are not able to easily be captured by nouns that need longer words. I think it's an awareness of mortality. It's a stirring. It's a slight disturbance. And somehow he gets that in here and he uses whatever kinds of words he needed to do so. Some short ones, some long ones, some that could be understood by a five-year-old and some that need to be looked up in the dictionary. And it has an even meter And so the fact that he was able to put both of those kinds of words together, I just love it. I love the worm talking to him. No idea what's going on, but somehow my heart just understands it. The mention of marrow and the disenchanted field with the stubble and the stones. There's fields like that all over town that I drive by and think about these lines when I see them all brown and crumbly looking and the mix of life and death, the mix of hot and cold, summer and what's coming. And even the idea of the year turning on its hinge at fall. To me, January is not nearly as much of a new year as the school year is. And so I even love this poem acknowledging that calling summer to fall the hinge of the year. I'll just read it again and maybe you too could memorize this one and say it to yourself as you drive around this time of year. And this is a good one to bust out around a fire when the air is agitated and the light is perturbated and you want to be able to talk about it. So I'll read it one more time. End of Summer by Stanley Kunitz. An agitation of the air, a perturbation of the light, admonished me the unloved year would turn on its hinge that night. I stood in the disenchanted field amid the stubble and the stones, amazed while a small worm lisped to me the song of my marrow bones. Blue poured into summer blue. A hawk broke from his cloudless tower. The roof of the silo blazed, and I knew that part of my life was over. Already the iron door of the north clangs open. Birds leave snows, order their populations forth, and a cruel wind blows. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading, where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.